Please be advised that this episode may contain strong language and spoilers. Hello and welcome to What the Forks, a podcast in which we revisit a teenage obsession, Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Saga. We're finding out if our love for this series will shine eternal or crumble to ash under close inspection. I'm Isaac. I'm Chloe. And in this episode, we're talking about the third film in the franchise, 2010's The Twilight Saga Eclipse. Hi. Hello. So it's my turn to lead the uh, welcome chat. And uh, I'm not going to ask you how you are. Okay. Because I am currently going through a breakup. I'm sure I speak for everyone out there when I say it's good to hear you dealing with this the way you deal with everything else, which is with that that laugh <laughs> that yeah. is so close to so many hearts, I know. Oh, yeah, it sucks. <sighs> I feel like shit, but it's one of those things where it's horrible, but I know eventually, I don't know how long, but I know I will be okay. It's great to hear that you are aware of that yeah. at this very early stage. Yeah, it's literally two days ago. Um, rocked my world. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. You're not going to start dirt bike riding, are you? Mm, no, I don't appreciate that. And I don't appreciate cliff diving. And that was my next question. Mm. No cliff diving? No. Okay. No. You're going to meet strange men in alleyways and get on their motorcycles? I can't promise anything. Okay, so if in the coming days, weeks, months, yeah. anyone finds young Chloe here wandering about... <laughs> With a biker. Bikers. Yeah. Men in leather of, of ill repute. Yeah, they will most probably be gay. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Actually, never mind. Yeah. You'll be absolutely fine. I'm You'll be having be the time fine. of your life. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let me leave. Yeah. Oh. The worst thing about it all... Well, one is the shock. Mm-hmm. It was very unexpected. And as you can tell, I am the... The one that has been dumped. <laughs> which is awful, because it means I'm not in control, which I'm not very good with. But also, the the other thing is that there's still a lot of love on both sides, and that's that's what hurts. You know, there's nothing that anybody's done. There's no hatred, which I'm not used to. There was no shouting, <laughs> which I'm not used to. You know, sometimes, in a way, that gives you reassurance when you're like, well, he did this, and, you know, that's why it didn't work. Yeah, sometimes actually, even if the other person hasn't necessarily done anything that bad, Mm. it's still really therapeutic to have something to hate. Exactly. I don't. It'll come. Yeah. (laughs) There's, I got a bit, uh, you know, there is anger just towards the situation, but I'm just hurt. I'm just very sad. It's one of those situations which no one should ever be in when the one you love just doesn't love you back. It's just, yeah. And many of us are, get out of it. He's done me a massive favour. Mm-hmm. You know, I deserve so much better. I deserve to be with someone who wants to shout it from the rooftops. And, Absolutely. Um, everyone deserves to be loved unconditionally. I understand why it's why it's happened, but it doesn't help the blow. The best is yet to come. You thought you were at a, uh, I suppose, a kind of conclusion. but uh, um, Yes, yes. You're not. It's the beginning. No, I feel very much like Carrie Bradshaw in Sex and the City movie right now. He didn't even get out of the car. Oh. Yeah. No, he totally got out of the car. I wish I had that free honeymoon. That would be cool. Oh, no, it wasn't free. She did pay for it. Ugh. And ultimately, (laughs) that would lead us to a horrible, unspeakable sequel Mm. that I literally will not speak of. We don't discuss that in this household. Um, In this household, Sex and the City only had one movie. Yeah. 
and Avril Lavigne stopped making music after Under My Skin. <laughs> Those are the rules of this house. Yeah. Please respect them. So memories, right. Um, uh, yeah. Memories. Memories. Uh, so you didn't remember the book. No, I didn't. No, I don't remember the film. <laughs> oh, uh, when did it come out? 2010. We had just finished our GCSEs. Ooh, okay. I would have been just about to turn 17. About Bella's age from the yeah. first Yeah, We must have film. seen it together. I feel we did. Yeah. Remember Matt in our bonus episode yeah. mentioned the key rings yes. that they gave out at the Odeon. And I do remember those. Mm. I remember the popcorn buckets with... With their faces on it. Their faces yeah. from Eclipse. Yeah. The artwork for this movie mm. has stayed with me a lot more than some of the others. Why? I don't know. Mm. I think maybe I was just more exposed to it. I just wanted to ask if we had smartphones. We would have had smartphones. 2010. I think I had a Sony Ericsson. I'm trying to think GCSE age. Were we able to access, like, social media at school? Did we have I'm Facebook not accounts? not sure anymore. Like, what? So let's see. I had my first boyfriend. I was 15, mm. and I remember we used to speak on MSN Messenger. So I don't I... think I had Facebook. Mm. But by 17, we must have had Facebook. Okay, but I feel like it was more... When you went home, you accessed your computer to talk to people Rather online. than doing it yeah. through your phone. Yeah, because it was that excitement of mm. getting home, then we'll speak. In terms of seeing the film? Yeah, I can't remember. I just remember, and I will be irritated throughout the entire film now, just her wig. I know. It's awful. Yeah. I mean, again, I've not watched it as recently mm. as you have, so... I will you can reserve tell on the comment. poster and on you the film. You can tell on several. There is one promotional image in particular I'm mm. thinking of where she's wearing a purple shirt mm. and she's squinting like the light is in her eye mm. and the wig looks particularly bad there. They were filmed, I was looking up this morning, very close together. What, New Moon and Eclipse? Yes, so mm. Eclipse had started production, started filming before... Uh, New Moon was released. Oh my goodness. Uh, basically, I was trying to figure out this morning, when did Kristen Stewart do The Runaways? When did she film it that? It was in between, wasn't it? It was in between New Moon and Eclipse. But mm. actually, when you look at a lot of the press tour mm. for the Twilight Saga New Moon, she had her Joan Jett yeah. haircut. Yeah, So she ridiculous. must have filmed it. Oh, I quite like it as a no, look. No, I don't like the mullet. But it's it's important. It was an important haircut for that role. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like you have to do it. I thought it was. I thought it was all right. I mean, I know a mullet is a controversial choice for anyone, mm. and I couldn't find the actual dates. But I imagine she will have filmed the Runaways directly after New Moon, mm. and then gone on immediately to do Eclipse. So this is the first film where Kristen Stewart is in a wig. I think mm. perhaps the only film. It is the only film, yeah. Where she's got this wig. I don't understand why... Why didn't you have the wig for The Runaways if you know you're going to do this franchise? I know. It makes me wonder yeah. what was in those contracts mm. because I don't think it's that unusual that mm. if she was already contracted yeah. for Eclipse, there would be a clause there about not altering your appearance. Mm. Maybe she was badass. Whether it was negotiated, mm. whether it's just something that happened... And of course, she was in The Runaways with Dakota Fanning, mm -hmm. but Dakota Fanning's look in the Twilight Saga yeah. wouldn't really be affected by no, her. No, no. But yeah, in terms of our actual memories of this film... Maybe it's just, it's so shit, we had to block it out. Maybe it's so incredible that our mind just couldn't contain it. <laughs> Keep an open mind, Chloe. <laughs> No, I'm so excited. The thing is, the clear vision of this film is her wig and his sideburns. 
Oh. Oh, they're awful. Oh, it's so bad. It's the worst he ever looks in the franchise. Also notable. I mean, we'll get there. We'll talk mm. about it all. But this is the film with Bryce Dallas Howard mm. oh, as Victoria. Sad. 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 Yeah, because I think the other woman... Rochelle Lefeuve. Gorgeous. Had the look. We've had her from the first two films. And then the film where it's all about Victoria. She's not Victoria which is a shame. And mm. although I think Bryce Howard mm-hmm. is a very good actress, yeah, not in this film. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. I'm hopeful because I do tend to enjoy her. I do, yes. But I also enjoyed the other performance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, one other memory I do have. Oh. Uh, quite clearly, the mm. soundtrack to this movie. Oh. Much bigger for me than the other two. Really? Is it just much because bigger. of Florence? It's not even just because of Florence. Okay. I'm very excited to hear Chop and Change again. Oh. Is this the one that had Sia do a track? Oh. I remember listening to this soundtrack mm. on repeat, and I didn't do that for any of the others. I would listen to this as an album. I think this might have the strongest soundtrack. Oh, interesting. Okay. Shall we watch it? Mm. I suppose we have to now, isn't it? I've got an idea. Mm. Shall we not? <laughs> Should we just yeah. go out for dinner? Yeah. What's yeah. this, like, ten minutes? Yeah. That's a fine episode. Yeah. You're welcome. Cool. We will see you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's now up to you to decide if we've actually watched it. Yeah. Or if we're making it up. We did watch it. We did watch it. I'm not going to lie. Like I said previously, I don't want to bore you all, but I'm going through a breakup and watching a lot of this um, kissing. I imagine that would be really painful if the performances were at all convincing. Yeah, I just didn't want to see it. Yes, understandably, even someone faking it. Yeah. I think it might be my favourite so far. Wow. Better than Twilight for you? I think so. I I actually think so. Off the top of my head, not as much Jess as I would like, even though there is plenty of Jess, it's Mm. not the high quality Jess I've come to expect, Mm. just from the writing. Yeah. If I decided to keep Eclipse and never ever watch Twilight again, Mm. I would miss Jess. Other than that, Mm. I don't think I would miss much. Eclipse is, um, it, it checks all the boxes for me. Considering my feelings about the book, I'm that's surprised. That's true, that's true. You really didn't like the book. No. The, yeah. What I'm left with from this film is a real sense of pace, which yeah. I found really nice. Yeah. A little rushed. Maybe, mm. because we know the book so well. Yeah, I didn't really know where we were at some point, so I'm like, oh, this is happening now? Yes, and we both did that. We were talking through yeah. it, going, oh, wait a minute, where does this come? And that's not the way it yeah. was. But that's from knowing the book very yeah. well and trying to align the... Story. ...with the book. Yeah. But actually, as a narrative, I, I want to give Melissa Rosenberg some credit. I thought it was a really skillful and really neat adaptation Okay. I thought the script was diabolical. The dialogue left plenty to be desired. And is it the scriptwriter who sorts out the pace? Oh, yeah, I would say so. So partly in the edit. Mm. And not the director going, okay, we need this, we need this, we need this. I think it would be the director 
along with the editors mm. in the edit who decides how long we stay in each scene and moving from shot to shot. Mm. And they certainly would have a lot to do with pace. But I think I give some credit to Melissa Rosenberg for her screenplay in the way that she's taken the events of the book, messed a little bit with the chronology, cut certain bits out. I think that would have been her. Although I would agree, the dialogue. Yeah. Not the best. I'm not complaining about the pace. I'm glad it was swift. For a movie that was still two hours long, like, it's not much shorter than the others. I'm going to be honest, yeah, I don't feel exhausted after watching it, which we usually are like, oh, Mm -hmm. where's it going to end? Because they've kept the runtime the same, Mm. but it's a bigger book. So we had more story crammed into that time period, and it felt much quicker. It was just towards those last few scenes... Mm. With these big, long, fraught exchanges between our three... Protagonists. Uh, Yes, our three main protagonists. Mm. All of their chat, I started to get really bored. But up until that point, the first kind of half, even first three quarters maybe, tight. Give me the plot. Okay, here you go. Okay. Bella once again finds herself surrounded by danger as Seattle is ravaged by a string of mysterious killings and a malicious vampire continues her quest for revenge. In the midst of it all, she is forced to choose between her love for Edward and her friendship with Jacob, knowing that her decision has the potential to ignite the struggle between vampire and werewolf. With her graduation quickly approaching, Bella is confronted with the most important decision of her life. Hmm. Does that wrap it up nicely for you? I suppose. I'm just thinking now, though, listening to that, you don't really get the severity of her stupid choices. You know, in the book, you're like, God, it's all about her, and it's, you know... Well, it's all about her. (laughs) (laughs) And this Jacob Edward going back Well, it's the cover from the book. Remember her frayed (laughs) state as she's being pulled by two... Two bellends. (laughs) Yeah, the Bellends return. Twilight 3, Return of the Bellends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Do you think that's partly because we get so many kind of cutaways to Riley? I love Riley's arc in this film. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. In the book, he's very much a sideline character. Yeah. But the film... You only see at the um, end. Yeah, Yeah. because it's all Bella's narrative perspective. But you don't get the sense of she's asking Edward to not fight and the whole thing like she wants to be a vampire he won't let her it's a conversation we have at the start of the film and then mm, drips and drabs a bit yeah you know you're like oh okay but then I kind of appreciate that because we started this conversation at the end of Twilight and although it wasn't there for a lot of New Moon because he He fucked off yeah we we kind of get it assuming that's a conversation we've not really had yet about these Mm. films what percentage of the audience will not have seen the first two that's the other thing like you've got to be prepared for an element of that Mm. but really by this point we can kind of take for granted that we've got some familiarity with what this film is about and it's about a girl who wants to be with a vampire and wants to be a vampire in order to be with him yeah and then werewolves hate vampires i mean that's just common sense everyone knows that so we open with a quite dramatic lightning on the summer entertainment logo with the rain Mm. and one of my favorite songs from the soundtrack chop and change by the black keys such a good song very good song yeah and a great scene i love this as an opening i really really do riley's what do you want (laughs) 
He's pretty. He's very pretty. He's Australian. Yeah, I know. Creepy AF, this opening scene. Screaming away. Yeah, no one cares. On no one's coming to his aid. Well, it's very heavy rain. Yeah, but would you not hear something? It was late. Okay, all right. I don't know. Look, if I were a better person, probably. Mm. But realistically, if it's raining that heavily, <laughs> it's that late at night, and I'm sat inside... I'm going to ignore your screams. I'm going to ignore the screams. <laughs> I'm going to assume it's a bar fight, or it's or like... foxes. It's probably foxes, yeah. don't worry. Quite a departure from the book. Yeah. But a good one. Mm. One I'm very happy with. So then we go to the meadow. Blooming, it is. Bella's stupid voiceover. Yep. <laughs> I don't like it. It's awful. And then it's like this trying to be horny, him distracting her by kissing her. And then she's like, I've got an English final. And that's why she's what reciting this poem that happens to have been the epigraph from the novel. Yeah, exactly. Wow. We have another proposal. So we ended New Moon with the proposal and he's he proposes about 5,000 times uh, in this scene. I quite liked that, though. I appreciated seeing Bella go, no. Mm. And so casually. and She's like, no. Change me. Change me. Marry me. Change me. Marry me. Fuck me. Marry me. Yeah. Leave me. Come back. Bite me. Since yeah. Flightless Bird American Mouth, we've been putting up with this shit. <laughs> so then, after the kissing and the knowing, we change scene to Charlie reading the newspaper of Seattle. All these yeah. murders happening. A little bit Mysterious. of exposition there from Charlie's paper. Yeah. Um, Such beautiful furniture. Yeah. Very angry that Bella puts her feet on that coffee table. That it's is disrespectful. Such a lovely coffee table. It is really And nice. you know what that is? Age. There is no way that we ever <laughs> would have watched these films before. And given a shit, or even noticed there's a coffee table there. Yeah. Straight away, I'm like, oh, Charlie's newspaper. Oh, what a lovely coffee table. It is a really nice coffee table. I would like that. And then we're skipping ahead a bit, but in Bella's bedroom, a bit of redecoration going on somewhere. Or maybe it's just the way it's been lit or shot this time. But considering in the book, he had those, like, yellow cabinets. I don't know if I believe that Charlie did all these things to his house or chose these pieces for his house. But also, part of me kind of likes that... Charlie's into a bit of interior decorating because it's stunning. She puts her feet on the coffee table. It's because she's an ungrateful little... Shit. Bella is grounded and Charlie makes the comment that Bella needs to see more of Jacob. No, Charlie. No. It was good at the start where he was like, you need to see more people and more of your friends. Yes, that is correct. You shouldn't just see your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And then he says, Jacob, and you're like, oh, Charlie. The guilt tripping. Oh, but I think... Oh... It's such a tricky one with Charlie, because wouldn't you do the same? Well, I suppose if you're like, this kid's better for you. Yeah, and if you genuinely believe that Edward is not good for her, he's not good for her. No, but neither is Jacob. Well, that's true, but Mm. Charlie has some bias because it's his best friend's son. Mm. I understand it in this moment. Generally, throughout this movie, I am more understanding of Charlie than I was in the novel. Mm. In the novel, he really lost my love. He lost my heart. He lost my affection Mm. and care. But Billy Burke has won it back. Yeah, Billy Burke's doing good. He's a a very (laughs) handsome man. He's very very nice looking. (laughs) I love that we don't fancy Edward or Jacob. We fancy Charlie Swan. I mean, really, though, Mm. we always should have. Yeah, shame on us. Shame on us. Team Charlie. Yeah. First Team Jessica, then Team yeah. Charlie. And in this film, a little bit Team Rosalie and a little bit Team Esme. And also Team Riley. Riley doesn't get a team because he's 
bad. Yeah, but we like bad boys. Everybody likes a bad boy. We shouldn't. Oh. That is a very harmful and stupid thing, but yes, we do. We, we re- do. We, we all do. do yeah, it. we've all had our but phases with those bad boys. We need to not. We need to realise. Yeah, but even the good boys will. Uh... We'll break your heart, guys. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, so then Bella goes to her room. Jacob's on her mind now that her dad's brought it up. Very subtle. And she goes into her chest of drawers in an old jean pocket and gets the note from the book. From the first page of the novel. Of Jacob being like, yeah, I know I miss you too, but all the rest is all scribbled out, but it can be clearly seen. Because of the note, she decides, right, I'm going to go see Jacob tonight. Mm-hmm. He's not been answering any of my calls. She goes to her truck. I really enjoyed this moment. She gets into the car, she tries to start the car. There's a really cool pan where it's kind of panning round in one direction so that Kristen is kind of filling the screen. Mm. And then there's the sudden noise of the door going. She Mm. jumps, she kind of recoils, it pans back and Edward's sat there like he's been there the whole time Mm. because he moves so quickly. It was just a cool moment. There are a few moments like this in this film. I've been thinking about it recently because literally this morning, this little peek behind the curtain for the timeline in which we work on these episodes Mm. before they're released. Just this morning I've been editing our bonus episode Mm. from last week and we talked a lot there about so much in New Moon. Yes. Would have been better to not see things. And there are a few times in Eclipse where they do it really well. I wonder if that comes from David Slade's Mm. horror experience. Perhaps. Mm. And I thought Kristen Stewart did a a good job in this scene. I know that you're going to fight me on this. I think that Robert Pattinson did not. I find him quite stiff in this film. He is a bad actor in this film. But I think Stewart, she's doing well in my books. Makeovers Um, for everyone. Yeah, I think with every film we get a makeover. Except Jess, who doesn't need one. That's right. Because she's perfect. Yeah. Edward and Bella are being really nasty to Alice. About her suggesting the party. She was like, yeah, because it worked out so well last time. That was not Alice's fault. That was harsh. That was really harsh. And it's funny because Alice goes into her vision at that moment. It almost looks like she's slumping back. Yeah. Hurt. Yeah. Which is confusing for a second until we realise what goes on. Yeah. So the Cullens have been tracking the Seattle situation for a while. We covered this back with the novel, but it's just that same thing. If they should be superheroes, if they Mm. have this ability, the technology, the money, the resources to do good, and then not. Yeah. Florida. Mmm, a little bit of sunshine. I love it when we leave Forks. Yeah, you do, don't you? I really do. Phoenix in the first film, mm. Italy in the second film. Yeah, it's nice to uh, not get complacent. Mm-hmm. So Bella sees her mum. Yeah, in a straw cowboy hat. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. It's fine, I suppose. I had more issues with Bella's sunglasses. Okay. They were awful. This was just a point where I noted good storytelling so far. I've already said it, really, but this was just one of the points where it hit me that in a very short time, we've got a lot of information. And this quilt of road trip t-shirts, again, information that we've never had ever before. But it's a nice vehicle to get this conversation about grandkids, the future, your relationship. Renee reaching out to her daughter and kind of hinting at the way that their relationship's going to develop in the future and they have the opportunity to be closer to each other. I thought it was just a really efficient and effective method of getting those themes in and planting these little seeds of information and emotion. Yeah for Bella to make her big decision. Meanwhile, when this is going on, we actually get to see the Cullens tracking Victoria. I didn't really like the CGI. The flying? No. Vampire movement. It was not good in the first film. No. We had an interesting effect in the second film Mm. that's now not in this film. 
They're not consistent. I don't know. There's action mm. that we've not seen before. Yeah. Yeah, and the wolves are reintroduced. Mm-hmm. Not any better. No. But it's only been another year. And to be honest, it probably hadn't been a full year while this was in yeah. production. They were made in such quick succession, these films. So how did Robert Pattinson go from looking eh to really bad? His sideburns and his eyebrows. Honestly, if you hadn't said that beforehand, I wonder if I would have noticed it as much. Really? The sideburns were so distracting. Yeah. But it's because literally, as we were going to watch it, you were like, oh, his sideburns. And I was like, oh, fuck, now they're all I can see. <laughs> yeah, the, but come on! They're, oh, they're, they're encroaching his face! Oh, and he looks old yeah. there's something gray about him he doesn't look that old now they've done mm. something with the makeup he's a better looking man than that he is you know who looks mighty fine everyone else rosalie uh, looks incredible mm. esme back to brown hair yeah. it's not true to the novels but it looks so good on elizabeth Reese. Mm. she still doesn't get a lot and that is very regrettable but she gets more and every time she's on screen my heart lifts i think she's Stunning. We've got the new Victoria, Bryce Howard. It's the first time we see her. She's a great actor. She is a great actor, just not in this film. And that wig is ridiculous. It's got a mind of its own. Anyway, we transition back to Bella and Edward being back into Forks going to school. But then we get this sexy music. And Jacob looks good. So good. His hair's a bit wet, even though it's not actually raining. But whether that's just like a flashback to their steamy rain shot from last film... (laughs) I don't know, but his, his hair's grown out a little bit. Yeah. It, the first look of Jacob in this film. Beautiful until he opens his mouth. It's all about the voice as well. Yeah. Gotta have a good voice. I can forgive a lot for a good voice. Me too. I love Disobedient Bella. She's already got out of the car. Of course not. Yeah, that's good. I'm not a fan of the dick measuring. Um, that she just allows to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just but grow up, everybody. We don't have the awkward exchange outside the high school nope. with the principal, the <laughs> undertones of racial profiling. Yeah. Bella just gets on the back of that motorcycle and, and off like, she goes. Fuck you, Edward. Yeah, yeah. which I appreciate. Uh, so we go to the wolf house. Lads, lads, lads. <sighs> but then, like, Leah's there already, a wolf. Yeah, we see her transform into yeah. a wolf right there on screen straight away. Her first lines are about Jacob. Like, this would not pass the Bechdel test. Ooh, but I think the film does. I thought about that this morning. I was like, how mm. many of the films in the Twilight Saga passed oh, the Bechdel test? I should have thought about that. But I think most would, because we've got Rosalie and Bella talking about her choices, yeah. although it is about Edward, mm. it's still about her choice and the things that she is missing out on. Uh, Do you think we should explain what the Bechdel test is? Basically, it's about representation of women in film. Yeah, just making sure that, you know, two female characters have a conversation that isn't based upon a man. Yeah, two named female identifying characters. It doesn't say that a film is good or bad. No, no. But it's just about, are we watching films that are just unnamed women or have no women or are just about women talking about men? Yeah. But actually, I think, surprisingly, we'll find that most of the saga does... And then we're already uh, being introduced to imprinting. Yeah. It's happening so fast. (laughs) 
What I loved when watching the scene with Jacob back in the garage with the motorbikes, you made very good points that imprinting is only for us heterosexuals, us meaning me, not you. <laughs> um, I think that dialogue is taken directly from the book about, like, it's no all doubt. about her. Yeah, obviously Jacob is saying this with the intention of Bella realising he is in love with her, he wants, he wants to, to imprint. imprint on her, and nothing can be done. And, we, you know, one of our burning questions was, was can... Can you imprint yeah. on a boy? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. Jacob, you can. Feel free. No, it'd been so good if Jacob had imprinted on a man like Seth or something. Well, a bit young. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, but age doesn't matter. But yeah. in the films, we don't get the creepy imprinting on a child. We don't, know. So we're not really prepared oh, for good, what's going to come. Good point so i wonder mm. it'd be quite interesting to talk to some people who had never read the books yeah about how the end of breaking end dawn of breaking one, dawn one yeah uh, yeah because we don't really that's not been established no this year in advance would you get imprinting from his conversation i think it's explained i think you just need to pay attention to every word that's what's that's quite hard i had a similar thing when ross and i recently well I rewatched and he watched for the first time all the Harry Potter films. Aww. And by the time we got to the Deathly Hallows films, mm. particularly I think it was Deathly Hallows part one, he would be kind of looking at his phone or looking at other things and I was like, if you miss a single line, you'll miss a plot point that will come back at this point. Obviously this isn't quite so much, but it is a similar thing where you will get it, it is all there, but actually, you have to really focus because yeah. the pace is just going, going, going. Yeah. I like that, personally. Okay. And then she ruins his moment by saying that she's going to change after graduation and he flips his lid. And he has that classic line. The immortal line of Jacob Black. Rather she was dead mm. than be one of them. That's not fair. Red shirt. Yeah, Bella's favourite red shirt that she's never worn. And I didn't realise until later on in the film that it's plaid. We and he the... has a nice sniff of Charlie's face. Oh, that's a bit of a sexy scene. I'm like, kiss him. Kiss him. But yeah. then Bella arrives home. Oh, no, Bella always ruins it. Always interrupting my Riley Charlie fan fiction. <laughs> I'm sure there's some out there. I'm going to find it. Edward's black eyes and ruffled hair at the door. Yeah. Someone's been here. Then we have a new Cullen house. Brand new house. Yeah. With some similarities to the yeah, old one. But, but it's new. Yeah. Do you think we can explain that away with just being like, oh, Alice loves to renovate, so she put in this A new window. wall? Yeah, that narrow window with, like, a rock formation behind it. <laughs> I guess they are bored. They don't sleep. Yeah. All of my favourites look so hot. I've already said it. Mm. I'm going to say it again. Rosalie, it took a couple of films, but they have nailed this look. I think the makeup is stunning. The wig is the best it's ever been. She looks incredible. Esme, stunning, on point. Jasper, better. Much better. Emmett's in a beanie. They're working together to look after Bella's house. Oh, yeah, they're not happy about it. No, but that was a moment I appreciated because the wolves were in shadow. Yeah. Edward and Bella kissing at the borderline is fucking gross. I don't need it right now. It's so over the top. And he's wearing a black hoodie, and with his complexion, it's not what he should be wearing. Oh, okay. Yeah. You said they're like divorced parents yeah. handing over. I love this alternate reality where <laughs> Edward and Jacob, Jacob had a relationship. And, and they've had quite a bitter breakup. Yeah. And now they're kind of passing over Bella, who's like their border collie. <laughs> 
each one of them is trying to like show that the border collie like prefers them. Yeah. So like lots of like kisses. And... Look, she's licking my face. Yeah. yeah. And Ooh. Jacob shoved like bacon in his pockets to try and get his, more attention. Anyway, we have the council meeting, and uh, what I love is Bella comments that she would have dressed up more had she known. Had she known it was a council meeting? Well, Bella, you should have dressed better throughout the entire <laughs> film franchise. <laughs> She's wearing the same thing as everyone else, basically. She yeah, fits in perfectly. Yeah, council meeting, but she still looks shit. Gil Birmingham, what, what a, a great, great voice. voice that man has. What do you feel about the flashbacks of the stories? It's all right. It's quick. Mm. But it needed to be quick. We didn't get the whole legend. But, yeah, we didn't. I think that was sad. We didn't get the we didn't get sharing of the bodies with the wolves, and, mm-hmm. you know, and it was the wolves that were chosen. Yeah, they just turn into wolves, yeah. and the whole legend of Tahaki. It was a cool scene. Again, we see the back of Tahaki as he rushes towards the female vampire and throws off his cloak and turns into the wolf. So we don't see too much of the wolf. Mm effective what was not effective was that third wife kind of stabs her abdomen mm. and what we get is quite a thick weave shawl or poncho that she's wearing yeah with the blood on it and it's quite clear that the actual fabric has not been punctured yeah by the i thought knife. she kills herself in her heart but the female vampire looks amazing i she thought she looked great yeah. i thought that the cast of the quillute people yeah. Unfortunately, no lines, but yeah. and it's a classic, like tragic native community being Pillaged rampaged and, and, and destroyed, destroyed yeah. by vicious white, white intruders. Mm. So, you know, history. Um there it is. Flashback to Seattle and the vampire army that is building and Riley being in charge of them all. Getting a little bit angry. Kind of newborn holding area. We get some information here about what life is actually like as a newborn, which we're kind of storing away in our minds for Bella's future. Mm. So that's good that we're starting to get that and that seems like quite a nice way to do it. Really cool face smash where the guy gets his face punched in half and they're kind of shattered. So we had in New Moon the cracks. Yeah. When they get slammed down, it was kind of like porcelain. Mm. This is more like rock or, Mm. I don't know, something that fractures like salt or glass. Glass, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. I enjoy that. The first time newborns, the term is used. Yes. Yeah, after that quick scene of seeing the newborns, we go back to the Cullens, don't we? Yes, the TV, because we're looking at the TV Ah. and the news is talking about the the killings in Seattle and Jasper's saying it's getting worse, we need to do something. Charlie would never give up on Bella if she were to go missing. That's a very sweet moment. That was lovely. And then we go to... Edward and Bella in bed. Yeah, you like the colours. I hate the scene, though, because he... I think that line that he says, like, everyone you know will be dead, is awful. But she's going to do something that he doesn't want her to do, so he's saying awful things to manipulate her to not do it. That seems perfectly reasonable. Oh, right. No, you are... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, it is the reality of the situation, mm. so I can understand confronting her with the harsh reality to make sure that she's aware of what she's doing. Mm. But you're right. He should know that she's smart enough to have already thought of that. Yeah. And it needn't have been said. Back on wolf territory. Yes. He wanted to do it differently. So do it differently then. Don't be a twat. Yeah, he's starting to declare his love. And I think Bella actually makes it very clear. She does. She She always has. Yeah, she says, I just don't feel that for you like okay yes it's a clunky moment but i give a lot of credit to kristen stewart the kiss is much quicker 
in the way it's been directed. It's a lot less distressing than in the book. Mm. You get some of the same beats. So in the book, we had him beginning to kiss, her trying to fight, her mm. going limp and waiting for him to stop. It was very, very upsetting. Mm. Here we just have, it's a, it's a very speedy kiss. Mm. She kind of pulls away, realises <laughs> what's happening, manages to push him off, which in the book she doesn't. Mm. And then she goes in for a punch. Mm. It's very fast. It's still awful. It's still wrong. There's no situation in which this is okay. It doesn't matter no. how it played out. But it's uh, less upsetting to watch, I think, because at no point does Bella lose her agency. Even though something is being taken from her, something is being forced upon her, she doesn't miss a beat in stopping it. Mm. And she's not forced to give up and go limp. Because yeah. that's what was particularly upsetting, I found, about the, the description in the novel. Yeah. I don't know how you felt it was it was over very fast i think we both kind of had that reaction of yeah, like, like oh okay yeah it. it didn't seem as forceful as it actually is mm-hmm. and it, i think it needs to be made clear but obviously you don't want to upset fans for what it actually is i suppose but it needs to be made clear that that was not consensual but then this is the difficult thing because mm. with the book it was very clear but then it wasn't to us back when we were reading it we True. still managed to read mm. that as something different with the films, it's interesting. Like, I'm saying this as though it's a good thing that it's less distressing, but then if we're going to have this plot point, it should be distressing. And it's almost like the film gets away with it better. It does. It does. And I don't know what I would rather. I would rather a character that we've grown to care about not behave in this monstrous way. Mm. But I think ultimately that it's going to have come down to making sure that this is palatable. Yeah, I because you got parents coming to watch it as well exactly. with their children. I'm not a big fan of the punch. It's just... The sound of, like, yeah. hitting a and sandbag. and she's like, Rah! and I understand, but I'm like, oh, it could have been better. Good thing that we both liked about the book is that Edward goes crazy uh, because he didn't ask her mm-hmm. if it was okay. And he does it here. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Charlie's an interesting one because I got very mad at Charlie in the novel because he just said a whole load of bullshit about good for you, Jacob, pick on someone your own size, do you want to press charges, yada, yada, yada. In the film, it's kind of better, but Mm. Charlie says nothing. Charlie just looks shocked. So he's kind of let off the hook as a character, Mm. which allows me to continue to like Charlie as a character in this film franchise. I don't know. Is it an improvement? I still would have rather seen Charlie turn to Jacob and say, not okay. Yeah. Don't treat my daughter that way. Yeah. But better. Yeah, it's I better. I preferred seeing Charlie do nothing than see him do the wrong thing, even though he didn't do the right thing. I don't appreciate that Jacob says it was a misunderstanding. No, there was no misunderstanding. And that's not challenged as no. well. No one's challenging that. Yeah. Emmett's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, I, I was just been so not sold on him as a character, but when he calls Bella badass, he's all right. Tell you, isn't all right. Rose is pissed. She's so angry. She storms off. I don't appreciate the fact that Bella goes after her. The whole point is that everyone is away hunting, and Rose comes into Bella's room to explain, and I quite like that. I don't really like the fact that Bella goes into Rose's room or wherever they are. I think they were outside. They were on a balcony. They're on a balcony, but it's a room of some sort. Oh, okay. Bella wouldn't have the balls to follow after Rose. I agree. It's a very different dynamic. Rose coming to Bella to clear the air and 
not make peace, but to explain herself. Yeah. And to, to make Bella understand. Very different to Bella going to Rose and demanding an explanation. Almost. Yeah. It's yeah. not demanding, but I appreciate the line about she doesn't particularly like her. That's great. That is great. It's not as good as what was written in the novel, I don't think, because I did really enjoy Rose in the novel. But yeah. it's great. Uh, brilliant work from Nikki Reed. I thought, again, mm. she looks stunning. I think her performance is really good in this scene. Yeah. Yeah, rape very lightly discussed. It's skipped over, yeah. really. Like, you could not think that that was... Yeah. ...that she was raped. You could yeah. easily think that her husband or her fiancé was just a murderer. Yeah. And that he just enjoyed beating women up. But I did really like the imagery of her in the wedding dress with the red eyes and the smile. I kind of enjoyed that. You didn't enjoy that? enjoyed the imagery from the book, mm. so I enjoyed the fact that it happened. Mm. I didn't enjoy that dress, and I didn't enjoy that particular cut oh, I quite and like scene. It. I would have, again, we don't want this film to be any longer, but just a couple more scenes of evil Rosalie. Mm. Then immediately, scream. Bella's saying there's nothing I'm going to want more than Edward, and mm. Rose says... You're wrong again. There's one thing that you'll want more when you've been turned blood great yeah. cut there but then the volturi are here yeah in the united states just watching yeah that's a twist they know that ro's thoughts are being watched though because in the book we don't know this is yes. all edward going i think the and that's why this this is what they want i suppose the argument for this would be is that we don't know because it's all bella's point of view mm. so it gives the filmmakers creative license to build a larger world. I mean, the, all of the scenes that are taking place at this camp for the newborns mm. are all brand new. Yeah. Graduation. They, are, they have yellow. Why? Yeah. Literally, the only person that looks good in that yellow is Jess. Her pure charisma shines like a beacon. She will <gasps> never look bad. Uh, her speech is all right. It like touches a few nerves for Bella because yeah. it's about making mistakes, making as many mistakes as you can. Yeah. And Bella really has only one option. And if it's a mistake, she's stuck with it. Fuck. What is Bella wearing at this, this party? So it's the graduation party at the Cullen's house. And everybody's like, oh my God, we're at the Cullen's house. Yeah. Um, but Bella, in this entire film, she looks awful. Her clothes are like, it's so just, horrendous. We saw her dress up for prom. Yeah. We know she can. I know that Alice dressed her. Would Alice let her wear that denim shirt and she jeans? She would not. No. She wouldn't. I do not believe for a second that Alice would have allowed Bella no. to wear that. It's not a bad shirt. It's mm. a shirt that I would wear right now recording this you podcast in the dark. You would wear all of Bella's clothes. I would wear all of Bella's yeah, clothes. Yeah, that's fine. They'd look better on you. Thank you. Yeah, I just... It, no. This party leads to the vamps and the wolves uh, joining together to uh, become a bigger team and fight off Victoria. We have a big reveal of the wolves in the daylight because this scene is taking place in the daylight. Yeah, it shouldn't really. Mm, I mean, it's, it's ultimately not a change that bothers me too much, except the wolves are fully exposed and yeah. they don't look any better than they did in the last film. Yeah. Uh, they don't look awful, awful, but meh. Mm. And why is no one sparkling? Yeah, that the, was my biggest problem. The sparkly skin special effect, they really just pick and choose when yeah, that I understand why. Applies. But well, it must be quite a lot of hassle and take quite a lot of time. But mm. you know what? If we've set up that law, stick to it. Yeah. I know it's a bit vague because it's like, oh, indirect sunlight. That's why we live in Forks. That seemed to be a pretty sunny patch. <laughs> 
and no one was sparkling. And then later on, in basically the same light, Edward does sparkle. So they're joining forces because they believe the Volturi are behind the newborn army. They still don't know it's Victoria. You know, Jasper's in the spotlight. He knows how to train everybody. We get Jasper's story. And then Bella has a nightmare and that's when she figures it out. It's a cool nightmare. I enjoy the nightmare. I like that Bella was given the memo that Victoria has completely changed her face. Bella says that she can't ask Edward to leave his family. And Edward makes the choice that they'll stay behind together. Edward suggests it. Yeah, whereas in the book, Bella's like, it's either me and you there or you leave your family. And we go and he's like, okay, well... I'll leave my family then. Yeah. But it's better, actually. It's better. It makes her seem less... Selfish. Yeah. They meet Jacob and we need to see if the stench of the dog will cover up Bella's scent so that she and Edward can be off in the mountains. So we go for a little walk with Bella in Jacob's arms. Yeah, oh, great. Edward Uh, is grinding his teeth while this is all happening. Yeah, but we get the exposition about Jacob being the alpha. Yes, the rightful alpha. Planting more seeds for the future. Yeah. Yellow Porsche. Yeah. I like You were that. very excited. I know, even though I never liked the yellow Porsche in no, the last film. But it had never been mentioned in the last film that Edward had promised Alice that he was going to get her a Porsche. Mm. But it was just nice. That felt like a nice little Easter egg for the, the fan of the book to see Alice has got her yellow Porsche and it's parked outside Bella's house. So it's time for Charlie and Bella to have a deep, meaningful talk about first marriage, because Bella's trying to get a little bit of a sense of, well, why is she having this conversation about marriage? Is it because she's still trying to make up her mind about whether she will agree to marry him, or is it because she's trying to feel out Charlie's feelings on marriage? Maybe it's a bit of both. I feel like it's a little bit more her just seeing what his reaction to it will Will be. be. Do you think she's already made up her mind? I think she knows. (sighs) I feel like we all know that it's inevitable. Yeah. Because Edward's going to get what he wants, isn't he? So Charlie's like, don't go getting pregnant by not Mm. being careful. And she's like, oh, don't worry, Edward's old school. What's that? The pulling out method? Like, that's what I would be thinking. Oh, I thought anal. Oh. But she tells him that she's a virgin. Oh. And then he's like starting to like Edward a bit more. Yeah. It's understandable that a parent wants their child to have sex at the right time. Mm. And to do it in a safe yeah. way emotionally and physically yeah but there is just such a particular thing put on dads and daughters yeah and it's just so cringy to see yeah i don't i didn't like it bella is 18 now mm. her virginity isn't really charlie's business am i wrong no, because I don't want my dad to know anything about that. And also, like, I don't like the fact that the whole point of this conversation is for her to say she's a virgin. We all know it's not true, so... Ooh! Chloe! I'm sorry, but come on. She was in a relationship with Robert Pattinson at the time. They were definitely boning on set. On set? They didn't have time. They had time. This was a very fast-paced movie. You always have time to bone. Or at least I used to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's it's great. <laughs> Twat. So They're home alone. Claire de Lune is playing. Oh my god! <laughs> I said, I said, Stephanie Meyer's wet dream would be me playing Claire de Lune, warming the room up. Claire de Lune. Yeah, ever so romantic. It's a beautiful piece of music, but it's not. That's the song that I want to lose my virginity to. Yeah, it's not like Sex Bomb or. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I once had sex to Take oh. Me to Church by Hosier. How did that 
go. It's not, that's not supposed to be a sex song. No. But now... But that's a very climactic chorus. I feel like that's a lot of pressure that you put yourself in. Yeah, you're right, yeah. actually. It was, um, it was all right. Yellow sheets, and then Bella's starting to negotiate her own condition. Yeah, she wants to have every human experience. Lots of kissing. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not in the mood for this kissing shit. But then he says that his cock is too dangerous. He's so fearful mm. of what his penis will do to her. Yeah. I imagine it like the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. <laughs> just like opening up with all those teeth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he gets into all this soul bullshit, virtue. It's interesting he says that he's not worried about his virtue yeah i'm like what is that supposed yeah. to mean what the <laughs> fuck yes yeah, so and I... again i remember in the twilight book i was like he never specified that he is virgin nope. she did mm. but then later on in the books he did i think it was an eclipse he mm. did specify that he is a virgin in mm. this film Mm-mm. he did not no stephanie meyer designed that ring oh they made several prototypes for it None of them were quite right. Eventually, they asked Stephanie Meyer to draw a sketch. They made that ring. So we can't argue with it because it's from her mind. But <sighs> Isaac, look, I'm telling you right now. It's one of the most ugliest rings I've ever fucking seen. It's ugly. Yeah. I don't like it. And it's not Bella. But Stephanie Meyer said, like, it's unusual. This is not supposed to look like the ring you're going to go out and get. It's supposed to look out of date and... It doesn't look out of date. It looks very modern. Well, it looked gone off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no from me. It's, yes, it's a no from me. But she says yes to marrying him. But she's only saying yes because she wants the D. We go to Riley and Victoria. I think this is a very sexy scene. Xavier Samuel mm. clenching his teeth, mm. showing off that jaw. Yes. He nice. is a, a very... Very handsome man. He is. But I feel like there's more sexual tension in that scene than there is with any other couple in the whole franchise. And then um, we go back to Bella bleeding all over the forest. Wearing a cute beanie. Yeah, that's to hide the hideous wig. And here's where things kind of speed up a bit. We get like this montage of her laying the trail. We get Riley as a sexy crocodile looking Mm. up above the water. Worst bit is having to see Edward by himself walking up the mountain and shining. Didn't need that. And then we're in the tent before we know it. Can we just not? Macho, macho man, they have their conversation. Do you need to say anything really important about this? Jacob and Edward just need to fucking move on. It doesn't need to be full intercourse. It could just be... A little lick? They could Mm. sit back to back if they want to. Very no homo. They could sit back to back, holding Mm. hands, have a little... Having this conversation. Having this conversation. Having a wank. Then having a little cry. And then we would all... Just feel much happier, so much better. healthier. Yeah, we'd all move on. The script in the tent scene. The the only thing I want to say is it, the script is appalling. This is the first time that the film really slows down. Yeah. And Christ, I was bored. Yeah, it was very boring. Good morning, Seth. Hello, Seth. Seth is lovely. Lovely. Bella says that it's the twenty first century because <gasps> he calls her Mrs. Cullen. Yeah, it's the twenty first century. I at least want to hyphenate my yeah. name. So you should be Bella Cullen Swan or Bella Swan Cullen. Ooh, Bella Cullen Swan. But we know better. it's not what happens, and no. in the novel that conversation doesn't exist. But they're trying. A modern woman. Sorry, it's normally you who just shit talks the actors, but. I can't help it. Taylor Lautner, not his best work. I I can only imagine he had a lot going on, but I don't feel (laughs) 
was there. I just maybe... feel like he was very stressed at the time. He didn't have time to focus. He maybe forgot a few lines. I just think there are times when David Slade has clearly gotten some really good work out of Kristen Stewart. I think he must have a particular way of working. Obviously, it must be interesting when you're coming into a franchise for the third film. Mm. There's been a different director on every project. He conducted interviews with all of the cast to get to kind of grips with their character, the work they'd done so far, the development of it. From the interviews I've seen, a lot of the cast talked about his method and how he's British. He maybe comes at it with a slightly different Mm. eye, slightly different way of working. I just think maybe his methods got the best out of some people and maybe just didn't quite gel with everyone. Mm. I'm just guessing because it's not a good performance from our boy Jacob. But it's... Jacob! (laughs) It's just... It's not good from anybody. I mean, that scene is going to be hard anyway because it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It would be very hard if I were playing Bella to come up with the reason that she asks for him to kiss her. Well... Because we do kind of get that he's threatening to get himself killed, but but not really. It's not as explicit as in the book. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. Yeah, let's do that. Smash! The fight! It's so cool. There are cool elements. I thought it was great. Some amazing moments. There was um, Rose and Esme working together to like rip that guy's yeah. head off. I did really like when Jasper took the arms cool. off. And you just see out of focus in the background the two yeah. arms just flying that back. That was good. There was some great... I mean, and it's over the top because it's vampires mm. and they're kind of getting ripped to shreds. If there was blood, it would be a bit Tarantino-esque. Yes. Kind of it's, yes. it's over the top. It's cartoonish. But I'm not mad at that. I think it was a lot of fun. I yeah, loved it. it. A lot of fun. And it's great to see these characters who so far we've just seen standing about looking tense. Yeah. Really kind of release yeah. that energy. But then Victoria's close. Uh-oh. He can hear her thoughts. <gasps> and she's not alone. It's all pretty much as it happens in the book. Yeah. Seth fakes her out. Does he though? Because we, oh, we didn't know fuck. if that... Yeah, we don't Because I was like, oh, it's just a gate. Oh, no. But Because then... there's a point where Seth is gone and Riley and Victoria have got their arms around Edward's head. Which neck. changes the whole meaning of the scene because it means that actually Bella needed to be the third yeah. wife. Whereas in the novel, it's like, no, she was You're being foolish. Idiot. yeah. The third wife thing happens. Yeah. We didn't like it then. No. We don't really like it now. Cool death for Victoria. Ish. Is it? No. I don't like the final view of her where her eyes are closed. Yeah. And, it's, just... and it's just her head he's taken off, but apparently that's fine. I thought you have to get break them into the pieces. pieces. Yeah. And, and burn then... the pieces. Mm-hmm. And then we just don't see Riley anymore. Like Seth's just disposed of him. We assume he's been burned up mm. on one of the, the pyres. Yeah. The Volturi are coming? Yeah, that's immediate. Like they don't mm-hmm. even have a chat. They're like, We've got to go. We see Leah trying to take that newborn by herself and Jacob trying to help her and he has he's not in good shape. Ouch. Yeah. He looks bad. He immediately <laughs> goes back to human form because he's so hurt. Yeah. And I know it's not appropriate, but I'm like, he's naked. <laughs> but all the other wolves run into the woods, phase into their human form, and take the time to put all their clothing on before coming out to carry the naked Jacob away. Yeah, they just think it wouldn't be fair that they're all naked carrying a naked Jacob. Jacob needs to be the only naked one. Fair. Okay, I take it back. That was the right thing to do, guys. Sam's there. Come on. It wouldn't be fair. (gasps) So the Volturi arrive. Jane's the boss. Jane tortures Brie. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. That is really sad. Uh, And then we go back to Jacob's little hut. And he's getting his bones reset. Mm. Brutal. Good scream. A really good scream. Really yeah. nice guttural scream yeah. there. And then he's all sweaty. Yeah, lots of baby oil. But this scene, 
again, we're going to have to skip it because it's so boring. We're in the meadow talking about how we're too scared of aging yeah, to again. be human for another minute. <laughs> or, well, we're going to wait till August. <laughs> She's got a better wig on. You know what? I appreciate the fact that Bella stands up and is like, I'm not choosing this life just for you. You are an added bonus. Mm -hmm. But I was clearly just meant to be a vampire. It's great. It's yeah. the themes that I really enjoyed seeing develop yeah. through through the, the saga in the novels, particularly in Breaking Dawn, this concept of Bella finding her people, finding yeah. her chosen family. It's nice that we're getting that here. Yeah. He says, so it's not all about me. And she says, no. Yeah. She's found where she belongs. That's great. That's great. And that is a good message to end the film on. But now the scariest part ever. Oh, yeah. You have to tell Charlie, it's a good thing you're bulletproof. Ha ha ha. ha. Guns are funny. Welcome to the Gilded Fork Awards. <laughs> oh, back again. Who can believe the years go so quickly? <laughs> Most palpable sexual tension. I'm going straight Starting with in that there. one. I'm going to go with the obvious first. Jacob and Edward in the tent oh. on the mountain. Mm. Now, that might have been mostly in my head, <laughs> but I tell you what, it was palpable. <laughs> I could palp it. What was your second? My second one was the throuple of female vampires who decided to turn Jasper. I got that a lot of that was about Jasper. It was Jasper's story. But really, the three of them, I thought, this isn't about him. This is about the three of you getting closer. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Didn't even think about that. Yeah. I have two very different ones. Okay, okay. I have Charlie and Riley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Riley is smelling him and I'm like, kiss. And I have Victoria and Riley when they had their little... Uh, oh, when Riley yeah. looks... Really good. Mm. And Victoria is like, we need to do this to be together. So I have a question about Riley and Charlie. In order for it to be sexual tension... The other person needs to be conscious. <laughs> some interesting questions of consent coming up here, but is it really the sexual tension between you and Riley sniffing Charlie's face? Oh, if we could do that together, what a scene. Your fantasy is you and Riley mm. sniffing Charlie's I face bet together. I he smells really good. Ooh... Okay, so... Well, that would be the most palpable. I think then I'd the say women. we're between the three ladies, the vampire throuple, mm. or you and Riley <laughs> on top of Charlie, and I'm just can wondering... Can we win? Of course you can. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, well, that changes everything. Uh, no, but you must be impartial. Uh... This is a very professional, <laughs> very important, very prestigious award. We cannot have our reputation besmirched with accusations of unfair conduct. Okay. However, mm. the three vampire ladies using Jasper to fulfil their sexual needs. Mm. You and Riley using Charlie. <laughs> I feel that's stronger. Oh. So I think um, congratulations to Chloe and <gasps> Riley and Charlie. I can't wait to tell him. For the most <laughs> palpable sexual attention. Worst outfit. Bella's Bella. outfit. Bella's outfit. At the graduation the party. Uh, at the graduation party in particular, but... Oh, you had others. All of them. I think we need to specify that graduation party okay. look, although not a bad look in itself, just completely inappropriate for the occasion. Poor show. I think, hands down. Best use of a prop, costume or set piece. 
So I've got two costumes. My first one was Bella's beanie. Yeah, that was nice. Very cute. Yeah. Used very well to hide the wig. Yeah. But then, just at the end, for me, it was pipped to the post by that one Volturi guard member who stood to the far left. I believe it was Dimitri. Yeah. He had a scene-stealing costume. Mm. Stunning. Yeah. Light grey. The lining. It was almost purple. Yeah. It had like a, a kind of... A pattern. Maybe a, like On a, the... a kind of wine-coloured... Oh, yeah. yeah. It was very nice. What did you think? I thought the rock in the middle of the field when they were fighting <laughs> <laughs> was a brilliant rock. <laughs> I didn't even notice the rock. What happens on the rock? <laughs> it makes the field identifiable. Oh, it's Things just... are happening around it. It was really hard to pick a brook. It's just a landmark. Yeah, she's not holding a cactus. There's a... <laughs> I think I'm going to take it for Dimitri. I think you're right. Of the Volturi. <laughs> Excellent costume. Congratulations, Dimitri. Most unnecessary scene. I think we both just got the same thing. Edward on the mountaintop looking out and sparkling, looking yeah, out by over himself. the horizon. Unnecessary. By himself with all his thoughts. Uh, no one needs that. Yeah, keep your thoughts to yourself. Best acting performance. Billy Burke. Mm. For the scene I've entitled Charlie's Deal. But I, think I thought the, you didn't like that. I don't like the scene. I don't like what Charlie is doing. Mm. I thought it was very well performed. And I actually, I thought Billy Burke, Charlie, had a lot of coverage in this film. I thought he did it very well, even if, for all the reasons we've previously discussed, mm. Charlie is not always doing the best thing. Yeah. My other nomination was Nikki Reed. Oh. I don't know. What did you think? Uh, I have Renee played by Sarah Clark for the mother-daughter goodbye scene. We both said we In were like, Florida. that was good, yeah. I think it's between mum and dad here. Oh, could, could we have a joint? Oh, I mean, it would be quite we, unorthodox. I know, but, but I think the Gilded Fork Awards can get away with it. I think we can. Yeah. Congratulations to Billy Burke and Sarah Clark yeah. for Bella's parents. Congrats. Excellent work in this film, yeah. guys. Worst special effect? The sparkles for the inconsistency. Okay, okay. I have a couple. Uh, gotta talk about the wig and the sideburns. I don't know if it's a special effect. It's more of a costume I mean, prop, it's a makeup effect. It's yeah. not good. But I really had problems with the vampire flying. Like, it's the jumping, isn't it? Yeah, like but they jump look flying. like they're flying. Even though I agree with your point about the sparkling, it's kind of nice not to see it. So congratulations to Vampire Flying for uh, special effects. And Weird effects. flying jump thing. Best use of music. <laughs> but what scenes there? <laughs> that is uh, Sia, my love, played during one of the worst scenes, but it's during the the one where she accepts the proposal. Right. Showing the ring. Yeah. Okay. I have Jacob's first appearance when, you know, the music starts in the car. We see him and you know it's trouble oh, and he's looking really sexy. A Million Miles an Hour by Eastern Conference Champions. Brilliant use of that just first couple of beats. Yeah, just yeah. like... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you're like, you know trouble is coming. Yeah. yeah. Sexy trouble, though. Oh. He just had to open his mouth and ruin you're it You're right, you get it. Yeah! Okay, and last but certainly not least, the worst line of dialogue. Oh, now this is such a tough one, honestly. I'm just going to go with my one. 
I am hotter than you. That is on my list. Yeah. That is on my list. I have also got, I promise to love you every moment forever. Would you do me the extraordinary honour of marrying me? If someone said that to you, would you not like it? I don't like him, but, like, is that horrible? Is that not nice? Extraordinary honour. It would be an extraordinary honour for anybody to marry you. It's just the way he says it. It's just so staged. But the line... I promise to love you every moment forever. Would you do me the extraordinary honour of marrying me? You know what? Maybe you're right. Oh, God, what does that say about me? But, yeah, I, I thought that was... Okay, it's I am hotter than you. Yes! That is the winner of the worst line of dialogue. Woo! Jacob Black. Thank you for joining us for the Bearded Falklands. It is your turn to ask me a burning question. Okay, so we both had a problem with the fact that imprinting is only for heterosexuals. Mm -hmm. So out of all of the werewolves, who would you want Jacob to imprint on? Oh, gosh. We've got Paul, Quill, Embry, Sam. That would be amazing. The drama. I would quite like, for emotional reasons, for Jacob to have imprinted on Quill or Embry, because they kind of seem to have grown up together. Mm. It's, it would have been like a really nice kind of romance that they'd just always been together. We know they're the same age. Yeah. I'm going to go with Paul. Yeah. It'll be hotter. Yeah. Plus, they're just so antagonistic. Yeah. It'd just be, it would be nicer to watch. Imagine just all of that pent-up aggression and tension just love. dissolving yeah. with just that love. How cute would it be to see Paul just, like, rubbing Jacob's shoulders? Yeah. And just, and just looking so worried when he was unwell. Yeah. When all his bones had been crushed. Paul did say, we've got you. He lifted him so tenderly mm. when he was naked and kissed his shoulder a little bit. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for our discussion of the Twilight Saga Eclipse. We'll be back in a fortnight to watch 2011's The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. But in the meantime, you can find us on social media at Forkscast. And you can rate, review, and subscribe to What the Forks wherever you listen. Until next time, take care. And remember, your virginity is none of Charlie's business. Mm-hmm.